Hello and welcome to the Vivo Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you to everyone for joining us today. We hope you're enjoying, well, for us today is Monday. So we hope you're enjoying your Monday if you're listening on a Monday or any other day if you're not. Hope you're we always hope day. you're enjoying it. Well, yeah, whatever <laughs> it is. Story. Night, day, morning, doesn't matter. Hope you're having a good one. We wanted to talk today about a topic that isn't super fun, but I think happens often and isn't talked about nearly enough considering how often it does occur, um, which is friend breakups. So I don't know if that's actually the term for it. I kind of sort of made that up. Is that what people call it? Mm -hmm. I think people say you like break up with a friend. Okay. Yeah. So friend drifting apart, friend breakups, friend no longer friending you anymore, whatever you want to call it. We're going to talk about that. And I think by our uncertainty of what to call it, you can kind of understand that it can take a lot of different forms, which is actually why I think it's so hard for people to manage it. Because with a romantic relationship breakup, you know it like it's very straightforward it's very clear like someone has have a conversation with someone there are a lot of like relationship ending actions that have to be taken depending on how involved you are mm. whereas with friends it can get a little more vague and I think just generally people don't love uncertainty we like when things are clear and fit in nice boxes and I think friend endings don't always happen that way which I think makes it a little bit more challenging to talk about yeah, I think they most often do not fit that very clear, decisive end. Yeah. And in some ways that's better and easier. And in some ways, I think that makes it a lot harder to know what the hell to do with it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's actually a good point to start on is that it looks very different depending on the situation. I think people who, after you get past a certain age, maybe that age is like, 15 you've had a friend that you would say that at one point you might have been close but you don't speak that often anymore your relationship has evolved and sometimes what ends up happening is that it evolves and it's fine it's a different relationship maybe you're not as close maybe you're closer that's obviously the more positive end of this but it doesn't have to be any type of ending it's just an, an evolution and I think that can definitely happen I think that's okay and I think people are more comfortable with that and that usually happens when both people are on the same page with the evolving of the relationship. And I think it gets into muddy waters when both people are not on the same page or somebody is pulling away and the other person would like them not to pull away entirely or whatever it happens to be. So I think it can look different. I think the first way it happens, similar to what you said, Jarrell, more often is that it's kind of an eventual, I always think of the Friends episode for when people who watch friends listen to this that there was the episode where like monica and phoebe tried to phase out their annoying like british old roommate or british friend and it was like phasing out is basically like you just stop talking to the person and stop inviting them and hopefully they get the hint and i think that probably is the more common thing people have experienced mm -hmm. would you agree yeah i think so which might on the surface sound gentler than somebody coming up to you and being like don't talk to me anymore but actually I think that might be one of the harder things to manage <laughs> yeah I was gonna say it's like that is actually can be quite distressing for people yeah yeah to not have to not have some like 
some conversation, some delineation of like some idea that things are changing uh, can be incredibly distressing because I don't know, you can kind of drive yourself mad trying to figure out what's happening. Yeah. And I don't think it's always as insidious as it sounds. Cause like, as we're talking about this, I'm like, man, what a crappy thing to do to someone. People should do that never. Right. But I think sometimes it, it, and this is the, one of the difference with like friend breakups is that I think sometimes it just happens naturally mm-hmm. without intent in the moment. Like maybe the overall global intent, if you ask the person who's doing the phasing, like, Hey, do you want this person in your life to the same extent? I think their answer might be no. And they would recognize that. But maybe in the moment of where they, you know, have a dinner and they don't think to call the person or they normally would send a text to talk about a particular event and then they text someone else. Like, I don't know that it's always as intentional as maybe other relationship endings are. And so I think sometimes it can kind of be like the lazy river where you're floating really slowly and really in a noticeable but not really like invasive way but then all of a sudden you're like really far away from where you start and you're like wow how did I end up here like this is not where I want to be and I think sometimes it plays out like that which like you said is another way it can feel really unsettling because like in the given moment it might not seem as terrible and like oh my god this is ending like Mm -hmm. emergency relationship 911 but then all of a sudden you look back and you're like oh wow I haven't spoken to this person in six months when did this happen And then coping with that and having kind of the mixed feelings of like, well, like, what do I even say is the problem? It's been so long, like nothing actually really happened. And I think it can bring up a lot of really complicated emotions. Yeah. And I would say just like as a, in this specific instance, which I kind of think of as different than like a friend breakup. um, I think in this specific instance, if it's been months or however long, it doesn't have to be months. It could be longer. It could be shorter. Um, but whatever that time frame is, and you kind of, you have that moment where you realize like, oh, I haven't seen this person or talked to this person. I think a good thing to do with ourselves is just to take a moment to ask yourself why, right? Like, why, why haven't I talked to this person? Um, and I think that that can give some good information about not only like how you're feeling, but also the dynamics of the relationship. And that might help inform like what you do with like the recognition of that absence. Cause like, maybe you then decide like, oh, actually maybe I've just been kind of shitty and um, have been like in my own world or preoccupied or whatever. And I want to invite this person in, or you kind of say like, oh, I think this was for a reason. I need to figure out like, do I want this to continue or not? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think it's also something to normalize that it's still okay to bring it up to somebody Mm -hmm. if you choose to do so. Because I think sometimes what happens is people get stuck of like, well, I have to bring up this issue, but nothing happened, right? We think of like bringing up issues as, hey, you did this thing and I can point to this thing that you did and I'd like you to stop and let's talk about it. Mm. Versus if you're kind of like lazy rivering away from someone, there's almost like not enough, but also too Mm. many things to talk about at the same time. And so it almost feels like you're either going down this laundry list of all the Saturday nights that they didn't try to have plans with you Mm -hmm. or you're taught, which seem can seem like a lot. And like each instance is kind of trivial Mm -hmm. or 
you're kind of talking about like nothing because it's like well you didn't do anything like you just haven't spoken to me and technically you're allowed to not speak to me right like it almost feels mad like weird to be mad at somebody for like you didn't talk to me it, it just I think a little bit more awkward than when someone like you can point to something someone did that felt offensive versus like the more passive not doing something is the problem versus when someone actively does something Right. And so I think kind of piggybacking on what you said, a good thing to think about too, is like that why, and also how outside the realm of normal and the boundaries you've set for the relationship is the behavior. Um, because, and I don't mean boundaries in the sense of like, you can only text me three times a week or whatever, but we all kind of establish boundaries that some are, times are explicit and sometimes aren't so explicit, right? Like, I think everyone can think of a friend that they had either currently or in the past where you guys talk really often, like every day or pretty close to it. And it would be weird if a week went by and you didn't have a conversation with them, but like with someone else in your life, it might be totally normal. So really zeroing in on that particular relationship and not like, oh, is this objectively a problem? But how different is this from our normal established dynamic? Is it like just mildly different and maybe something might be going on with them or have we like just completely departed from any kind of normal interaction and I think that also gives you kind of an idea of how to talk about it as well when there isn't like a tangible event that you want to point to to be like this is was a problem right well and I, I'd also just like and I'm gonna call out some people here not like individually but oh, I was like are we naming or is no, this- no 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 but sometimes I've done it. Some of y'all have done it. Um, But sometimes we wait for something to happen when we're already not feeling it so that we can blame it on that thing. To be like, oh, you did this thing when you know damn well months before you were not feeling it. Right. And you were, I mean, we do this in intimate relationships too. Um, So I'm just, this is just a sign from the universe that (laughs) if if you hear me say that and it kind of strikes you, there's probably something that you need to do. and, you know, because it's not ideal to wait on uh, a specific moment to tell someone or to distance yourself from someone, um, you know, not feeling it is enough of a reason. So just to put that out there. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. And I think that's actually a really good way to introduce the conversation of just like, hey, I'm feeling like something's off. Mm-hmm. Is something off? Like, are we Okay. Is there something that you want to talk about? Is there something going on with you? Did I do something? Are you unhappy with our dynamic? It doesn't have to be a thing. And I think because, you know, this could be an entirely different episode, but I think because we stigmatize conflict and I'm putting that in quotes Mm -hmm. so often, we always think like, okay, if I'm going to start with somebody, I got to have a really good reason, which is basically equates to like, they have to have like thrown a brick at me in order to say something like it has to be that bad. Whereas like, no, if you're just feeling like something's off, Mm -hmm. you can literally just say that. And maybe that prevents the official friend breakup because you can deal with whatever issue it is, or you can have an honest conversation about how maybe the relationship dynamic needs to change and how maybe that can change in a way that works for both of you. So the relationship doesn't have to completely dissolve. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But it also happens. I also Mm -hmm. want to normalize that it happens. There are a lot of people, most people I want to say out there listening who probably can name at least like one friend from elementary, middle, high school, college, grad school, 
their 30s, their 50s, that they're not friends with anymore. Mm -hmm. And not because like everyone did a really crappy job of maintaining the relationship, but because we evolve as people and what we want changes and our friends evolve as people. And sometimes it's a match and sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. I think very similarly to how we normalize that in romantic relationships, we should normalize that in friendships. Yeah. There's a lot of pop culture references and on TV shows and movies and everything about like your high school friends, like still being like your ride or dies when you're in your forties. And that's really cool if that happens. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's nearly as common as pop culture would have you believe. Mm. I think maybe one person two people, right? Like you might have like kind of the outliers and you hang on to a few, but like this idea of like your college friends are still like your group is still intact 10, 15 years later, I think is really special and awesome. But I think it's also more rare than a lot of people would have you believe. Yeah. So all of this to say, this happens often and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily anyone's fault. I mean, obviously sometimes people do some atrocious things Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think that's a separate conversation. If you're in more of like an abusive type relationship where someone's really like putting you through it emotionally, Mm -hmm. that's a different thing. And I think what we're talking about here is just the, it just doesn't work because you're in different places of your, in your life and it's just not a good fit anymore. You grew apart as people say. Mm -hmm what happens and so we want to talk about some ways that you can manage being on either side of it so if you are the breaker that sounds bad the initiator of the friend breakup right the break upper initiator right i was trying to make it sound fun like initiator sounds very official like you should be in like some type of marvel movie (laughs) the initiator Right. Right. Like it sounds evil and I'm trying not to make this person sound evil. So I'm going to go with the break upper because that sounds like, I don't know what, but better than the initiator. Anyway, I think I want to first say that it is okay kind of spinning off of the, is this a Marvel character or not conversation. You're not an evil person if you need to end a relationship with a friend or drift apart from a friend. Um, again, we're not talking about abusive relationships in any capacity. We're talking about just like this person just no longer fits you anymore. And you can appreciate the time that you had together and the memories and what they meant to you, but that doesn't mean you have to have the same relationship with them for the rest of your life. Right. And so obviously it's always going to depend on individual circumstances, how you approach this. But I think that's step number one is just know you're not a terrible person if this is how you're feeling. Yeah. And I just want to. I want to draw like a harder line because I feel like people, <laughs> uh, I guess I will bold and underline this idea is like, you don't have to like everybody. It's okay if you stop liking someone that doesn't make you a demon. Like you're entitled to not like people, even if you formerly like them. So I think we got to like, cause I, I, you know, I've experienced this obviously personally, but also, um, just in conversations I've had with clients and just other people out in the world, we kind of talk ourselves out of something that's very simple. We make it more complicated and we kind of like have to justify. It's like, sometimes you don't like people anymore and that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. And I will agree and add to that, that because I I'm just envisioning people being like, well, it's not like I don't like them as people anymore. It's okay. If you don't, 
want to be their friend too. Like, it's fine to be like, that's a nice person. And like, they're cool, but like, I don't want to be in this type of relationship anymore. Right. Cause I think sometimes what also like on the flip side gets normalized is that the reason you end relationships is because you're like, Oh, them can't stand them. Whereas sometimes it's just like, no, nah, they're fine, but the relationship itself doesn't serve me. And like, that is also reason enough to say, I want to make a change. Hmm. Doesn't have to be as like, as much of a 180. It could be like a 120. Is that right? That's the correct direction. That's less sure. of a turn. Yes. Okay. Geometry people can come at me later. Mm-hmm. But if that's you for whatever reason and wherever on that spectrum you fall, I think that a helpful thing to do if you feel comfortable, and maybe even if you don't, is to have a conversation with someone and kind of speak to them about where you are and what the new dynamic might look like. And I'm putting an asterisk on that because I think that is something where it doesn't always, the stars don't always line up that way to have it work for you. Right. And so I think that is best case scenario. Right. Best case scenario does not always happen. So if you're not in the position for so many reasons to have that conversation, and we're not going to name all those scenarios in which that might not be applicable because there's a lot. I think what happens next just needs to be respectful and not mean. Yeah. And that doesn't mean nice. Right. Put that out there. Maybe that's a different episode we should talk about. Like the difference between nice and not mean. Mm-hmm. Those are different things. So you don't need to like shun this person, you know, circa middle school. Right. <laughs> we don't need to be doing that. I would hope not if you were not in fact in middle school. I know. Like, and you know, that was a horrible thing we did even in middle school. It was right. just not nice. So if it's something in which like you share a group of friends, for example, don't act like you're on an episode or a recreation of Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Being a decent, courteous, respectful human being, talk to them like a human, mm-hmm. right? Now that doesn't mean being nice because nice means like going out of your way and all of these things. Like you don't need to do that and you don't need to be fake and inauthentic. Right. But I think what ends up happening is people often take that to the opposite extreme and then you're basically Regina George. And like, right. that's not cool. So keeping in mind that however you do interact with this person, it is respectful. I think also goes a long way to making sure your needs end up being met and this person isn't kind of coming at you and creating like a bigger stir, for example. And from there, I think it's okay to just back off. You know, Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit. And I think there's a lot of benefit to a conversation. I think, like I said, that's the best case scenario, but a lot of times the best case scenario is not what we're dealt. And so from there, I think it's just fine to say, you know what, I'm going to pull back. And if that person has a question, kind of similar to what we said earlier about bringing up an issue if things aren't feeling right, it is their responsibility to say, hey, what's up? And you can kind of leave it at that. Maybe they won't. Maybe they're feeling the same way you are and it just kind of slowly phases out. And I think that is also more than okay as long as you're respectful and not mean about it. Yeah. Anything you'd add? Um, no, I, I don't think to, to that point, I think, yeah, I think it's just always important to, I mean, it sounds so silly to say, but to treat people like human <laughs> and, the you bar know, is if, low, guys. <laughs> yeah, the bar is super low. Uh, 
you know, you shouldn't be, especially if this is someone you consider a friend at one point or you were closer, you don't have to come at them, right? It doesn't have to be this situation filled with a lot of animus. It can just be, you know, yeah, like this is the situation. I'm not, I'm glad you said something. I'm not really feeling it anymore. I feel like we've just drifted apart. And so I've just been acting like that and letting the conversation go from there. Um, obviously there is going to be space for, you know, challenge, especially if someone has a different perspective. And I think it's just as important then to kind of treat the situation with the respect that it deserves. Um, if you have a history with this person, I think they're entitled to some sort of conversation um, or some sort of acknowledgement and explanation. Um, and this is obviously, again, barring that it's an actually like abusive or like really toxic dynamic um right so right exactly yeah if you're on the other side i'm sorry first of all it's mm -hmm. hard it's a hard thing to manage but i think acknowledging that and allowing yourself to grieve and to mm -hmm. feel sad mad frustrated, all of the above is step one. Yeah. Um, similar to what we said earlier about how romantic breakups kind of take center stage. I think what that can cause is friend breakups, not getting the space and support that they need. And they're not mm -hmm. elevated to the importance that they often are. Mm -hmm. It is important, especially if it's someone who you were close with, especially if it's somebody who meant something to you for one reason or another, they were there with you through a important time in your life or a difficult time, or they really like symbolize a particular milestone or period of your life, whatever it is, it's really hard. And I think that deserves to be acknowledged, even if it's just by you, by giving mm -hmm. yourself the space to grieve and to own your sadness. It's okay to be sad over that. Yeah. Yes, it happens often. Yes, it's something we've all experienced and it still really freaking sucks. Mm -hmm. Similar to what Jarrell said, I would also empower yourself to ask for a conversation if that's what you want, right? Like, you know, don't berate the person into giving you one. Again, we're not being mean here. That's the general takeaway of all of this. But I think it's okay to also ask questions, right? Yeah. Maybe it doesn't change the outcome, but I know that a lot of people feel better about a situation, even if they can't change it, if they understand it. Mm -hmm. And you might not like it, but having a better understanding of what happened and what led to the situation can help you process and work through your grief and come out the other side. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you want to ask for that, it's more than fair. I would also add, and I realize now that I'm talking about this could be for either side and it goes with the, don't be mean, try not to involve people who have mutual relationships with you and this person. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes that's easier said than done, especially if you have the same friend group or, you know, you work together or whatever the connection might be. But I would say, try really hard not to make somebody who also has a relationship with the other person, your like main confidant in the situation. Yeah. I think it's fair to be honest about what's going on. If someone's like, oh, I'm going to go to dinner with George. Do you want to come? And you're like, no, actually, you know, we're not really that close anymore. Like we're kind of going through some stuff. 
that's fine. I don't think you need to lie to people. This doesn't need to be a secret, especially yeah. if it involves you avoiding a situation that would make you pretty uncomfortable in, on either end. But I think that maybe the person who invited you to dinner, for example, isn't the person you go to, you know, to throw back some drinks or to go for a long walk and just vent about George. Mm -hmm. I think it gets complicated. I think people are naturally inclined to take sides and even under the best intentions to kind of be a little gossipy. Mm -hmm. I would just really try to avoid that as much as possible. I think it would be helpful in maintaining like a cordial relationship with this person if that's what you want especially if you might potentially see them in other situations also it avoids putting another friend in a difficult position yeah you know they obviously still like this person or still want this person in their life and they still want you in their life and so it just there's no need to kind of spread the discomfort around and so i would just say obviously that's not always possible, but if it is in any shape or form, I would really make an effort to try to do that. And then from there, just do what you need. You know, it's a hard time. Um, find support and spend some time with people who do really serve you in this moment and are so close with you and you want to build new memories with. I think focusing on the relationships you do still have can be really helpful and whatever it is that you need to get through it. I think the biggest takeaway is just honoring that it is a hard time. Yeah. And I, I think as you were talking, I was just thinking about how, you know, this sort of thing can just ravage a friend group. Um, yeah. And I think not even just the immediate situation, whatever the situation is, but also in the aftermath, um, because, which is also like a, particularly young response um to the situation would be to like oh well like this person i don't hang out with this person anymore so like you probably shouldn't either um and i and that's a really unfair expectation that we place upon people and i think it's we got to leave room for people to have their own individual relationships with people uh in the friend group even if we aren't friends with them anymore uh, I think that that's really important to create some space for that. Obviously, I think the one disclaimer I would offer is that it is different. It can, there's a different flavor to this when there's something that you really feel is egregious has happened. Uh, and, you know, so then you're kind of looking at your friend, your mutual friend, like, hmm, do you want to be with friends with someone who's done something like that? I don't know if I want to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> Um, because like now it's really about, and sometimes in those moments it becomes about like, oh, like values are really different. Uh, and, and that can play into the situation. But I think barring that, I think it's important to, you know, it's a lesson I've learned as I've matured is that people have their own individual relationships, which you may not completely understand. You know, and so whether you're the, the breaker upper or the breaker up year or whatever we're calling it like create some space for people to have their own individual relationships and make sure that you have sources of support outside of the mutual friend situation to help you cope with whatever adjustment you have to go through yeah i would definitely agree with that and i think 
that also brings up a good point of kind of normalizing transitions is that when we're younger and I'm thinking even like as early on as elementary school to all the way up to probably through like college or, you know, graduate school, basically when people are done with school, it's very centered on friend groups Yeah, that everyone is like a unit. And whether you all met like my college friends, my high school friends, right? Like my swim team friends, it's very focused on the group and the unit. And I think as we get older, that really dissipates. Um, I would imagine that if you spoke to a lot of people, I want to say, and this is not a blanket rule, but probably like around your thirties, I feel like Mm -hmm. is when that really starts to change. Yeah. Because people move in different directions. There's not yeah. like a common glue holding you together. Like we all went to the same school and we're still there. Or work or, at the same place or. Right. Or yeah. like, you know, I think in your early to early to mid twenties as well. And obviously different depending on the person, but generally speaking, you don't have as much life stuff going on. And so you kind of travel with your friends, right? Like mm-hmm. that's your, that's your people. But as you get older and career and family and other projects and whatever else you want the rest of your life to be starts to take shape, it's actually insanely unrealistic to think it's going to be the same as like the five other people in your closest circle. Right. So it becomes less about the group and more about what is my relationship with this individual person. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have that perspective, friend breakups within the group become easier to manage because it's not about trying to keep this group together. It's about what is my relationship with this person? Because that's just what happens naturally when you go through life is that people move away. People have other things that take up their time. And so the group is actually pretty unrealistic anyway. And so let that be, um, a reason to move away from that focus of that it's not about trying to keep this coherent group together. It's about maintaining relationships with the people in it and everyone's relationship within that group or lack thereof is going to look different. And so if that's your perspective, there's no reason why Joe can't be friends with Kira if Kira doesn't like Maria, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like it, it's fine. Because it's not about trying to keep this group together. And this again goes back to, there might be times where you're all together, but this is where respect comes in. You don't need to be friends, but don't be mean. And it ends up working out. And that's also how you get through these situations where let's say it's one friend's wedding and your ex-friend is there, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to tell your friend like, well, me or her at the wedding. Like, no, maybe you're both in the bridal party and it's cool because you're just going to be respectful and you're not trying to keep this group to be something it's not. You're just going to be respectful humans and call it a day. Yeah. And, and just as a reminder, it's okay to mourn the loss of a group. Yep. Um, you know, I think back to high school or college and like, I have very fond memories of friend group things and times in my life. And I think we all do. And it, it is just something, you know, worth acknowledging that, Things do change as you get older. Um, People fall by the wayside naturally because things just happen and that can still be disappointing. You can still be hurtful and you can manage to handle it in a way that is still respectful um, and honors the space of life that you're in now. Um, Because we're not supposed to be the same, you know, when we're 21 to when we're 31. 
or when we're 15 to 25, we change and relationships change, friendships change, and it can be hard, but it's also okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we said is how you can avoid, again, without the egregious act happening, Mm because if that happens, different story or something that was super toxic for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Following some of these steps or keeping some of these perspectives in mind can be what helps you avoid drifting apart in a way that's hostile versus yeah. just drifting apart in a way that's a natural part of life. Right. And I, you know, I can speak to my own experience too and say, maybe if I was a little older and wiser and more mature, there were relationships that didn't have to end in in flames mm-hmm. right that it was actually the issues we had were mm-hmm. less about any terrible things someone did and more just about like hey we're in different places in life and we want different things and so like this isn't working right. but maybe it can be a situation where like if you happen to run into them you're like oh hey how are you cool that's so good to hear i'm glad you're well okay bye mm-hmm. versus oh really like no i can't be in a room with this person yeah And I think that would be the ideal goal. And again, the ideal situation doesn't happen often and we're all going to make mistakes and this is a learning experience for everybody. But I think this perspective and kind of being mindful of some of these things can help you avoid that where the relationship might still dissolve and you might still drift apart from this person, but at least it isn't something where it angers you to think about it. It Might make you sad. I'm like, oh, I hope they're well. And like, that sucks that it didn't end up lasting longer, but you're not mad about it yeah. and that I think can be something that you know maybe is unavoidable in certain situations but also you know if you don't have to have that perspective why have it yeah and I would just also say like sometimes I, I, I've experienced a difference between you know um, being angry at it in the present moment versus remembering how angry I was Uh, And I think that that's a, like that, I think that's a good, a good place to be in, to be able to acknowledge like, no, I was really angry at this person. I was really hurt by like what happened in our relationship, or I was very disappointed in how things went, but it feels different now. And I think that's a part of grief is that it changes over time. Uh, It can, it can feel intense at points. It can feel less intense at points. Uh, and I think that sometimes, at least for me, like that's the difference I observed is that like I can remember the intensely strong, the stronger feeling as a memory versus like re-experiencing it when, in the present when that when that person is around or when I think about that person. I think that's a, a good sign generally of kind of what healing looks like, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I just want to put that out there for people, too, is not that you don't ever feel or think about how you felt it just feels different yeah and that's okay too it's okay Mm -hmm. to not have a need for someone in your life anymore and Mm -hmm. for it to not matter and that's also not a bad thing so if you're going through this on either side we see you we feel for you and just like I said I think the two biggest takeaways is number one don't be mean and that can apply to everything and two this is very normal Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot from clients before and just people that they blame themselves like oh i've lost touch with this person i've lost touch with this person and what's wrong with me nothing Mm -hmm. you're human 
if you're real, all your relationships are like blowing up and ending in like soap opera drama, sure, maybe that right, might right. be something to look at, right. but that's usually not the case. Right. And so just drifting apart or losing touch or not being close with people from various parts of your life you're no longer in mm-hmm. is actually really, really normal. Yeah. So if you take nothing else away from this conversation, those two things. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you will tune in to future episodes or past episodes that you may have missed. You can feel free to continue the conversation with us on social media. We are at Viva Wellness NYC on pretty much every platform, except Mm -hmm. for like TikTok. We're not on TikTok, sorry, world. If you have a moment, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.